A school in Texas is singling out students on their menstrual cycle. There are highly radioactive wild pigs wreaking havoc in Germany. And a professor asked students to paint their faces to fulfill his clown fetish. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Here we go! A Texas school is using a specific hall pass for students on their menstrual cycle. Does everybody know what a hall pass is? Let's define our terms up top here like good scientists and news reporters. Like yours truly. A hall pass, guys, for those of you who didn't grow up in the United States, uh, is when you have to use the bathroom while you're at school. They don't trust you in the American schools at all. They don't trust you that you'll just go to the bathroom and go back to class. They think you're going to run to your car and take a few hits of the bowl. And uh, they're absolutely right. That's what I would do. It's go to my car and hit the bowl. (laughs) Or down a couple nips of fireball. Do you guys know what nips are? Oh, I'll save that for a later episode. Anyways, they have you carry around this hall pass This way, if security or another teacher or faculty member catches you in the hallway, you can say, no, I have permission to be out here. This is my bathroom pass. It allows me to go to the bathroom, you know, because you got to treat them. You got to treat the kids like uh, infants here because uh, this is how we do it. Anyways, in Texas, we have some parents very frustrated. Apparently, there's some school policy going around and it's outraging. The parents and the students, it's a policy that singles out students who are on their menstrual cycle. The officials at the school say they put this rule in place due to a long-standing problem of abusing bathroom access. Parents have called the media to tell them what's going on with this, quote, purple pass policy, which is what they're calling it. It is taking place at the Western Hills campus in northwest San Antonio. The rule was put into place last year, the Purple Pass policy. It's a purple slip of paper, and it's used for 6th through 10th grade students when they need to use the bathroom during their menstrual cycle. They are supposed to carry around this slip of paper saying that they have permission to use the bathroom and that they are also on their menstrual cycle. I mean, why don't you just let people use the bathroom if they need to use the bathroom with just one pass? I don't know why you've got to single out the menstrual people. Maybe because they're going to go to the bathroom more, so you give them special treatment, but still, you know, yay, you don't have to go through all this. This is a little uh, over the top, but this is how Texas does it. They can't go to five, five and a half, or six. In Texas, they go right to 11. Always got to go to 11. Now we have a quote from a Texas mother of one of these students at the school, and she's none too pleased. Well, what do you think? I was horrified. I was embarrassed, embarrassed for my daughter. I mean, I tell you, being a young lady in this day and age is hard. It's very hard. When I just think about it, I need a, I need a cigarette. Hold on. It's hard being a woman, you know, as it is just being with everything going on in the world in general. It's just very hard. And you have to imagine you have to share your female bodily functions with everyone. I can't even imagine it. I just can't imagine sharing your female bodily functions with everyone. I mean, I haven't shared my female bodily functions with anyone in in a few decades. And to be honest with you, I miss it. I'd love to share my female bodily functions with somebody. I don't know. I just have no prospects in that department, you know. I'm working on it, though. I'm working on it. I'm on a dating app. I mean, 
What are you supposed to do? It's just hard. It's hard being out there. It's just hard. That's my thing anyways. But I can't even imagine being a young lady in this day and age. That's what I'm saying. And boy, am I lonely. And now we have a letter that was sent to the parents by the school headmaster, Trinit Keffer. <laughs> I'm going to repeat the name of the school headmaster. <laughs> Trinit Keffer. <laughs> What is this, a Nazi? <laughs> yes, that's right. You will carry around the purple pass. So I want to know if you're bleeding. I am Trinit Keffer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> if, you got a, if you got a school headmaster named Trinit Keffer, you know, you want to pull your kid out of there right away. It's, it's going to go south. Trust me. Trinit Keffer. <laughs> no sense of humor with this person. Trinit Keffer sent a letter to the parents saying that every student gets four bathroom passes every quarter. We allow you to pee four times a quarter. That's one every 12 days. What's wrong with that? And you should hold it. You hold your urine. If I so much as hear you whimpering because your bladder's filled, by golly, it's the cane for you. <laughs> what kind of prison are they running over here in Texas? Uh, Trinit Keffer says in order to protect the female students from being limited by the bathroom procedures, the school created this system for students experience their menstrual cycle to access the bathroom and the bathroom supplies sufficiently. Uh, Trinit Keffer wrote, this slip of paper is very small and purple. has a Shakespearean quote from Sonnet 18. It says, shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Thou art more lovely and more temperate. <laughs> Does, uh... Does uh, Keffer realize that Shakespeare wrote this for a dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody in Texas really knows what Shakespeare was up to here. <laughs> oh, Trinit Keffer went on to say, oh, this, all the students need to do is discreetly show the purple paper to a teacher. They'll be allowed to leave. No questions asked. Um, students who are still nervous about how the procedure works without feeling embarrassed can always access our upper school nurse. Now we have mothers of the school calling this policy a little bit overreach. Here's a quote from a parent. One teacher, when questioning my daughter because she asked to go to the bathroom and she presented her purple pass, he said, really, you're using this again? Didn't you just have your cycle? And this was from a grown man. Yeah, this is uh, stupid behavior. But you know, what do you expect? It's, it's a charter school in Texas. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know why these schools get public funding, to be honest with you. Look what they're doing. <laughs> you also giving out brown passes when you need to poop? I got to all oh, look. I got to get. I went back. I got the yellow pass by mistake. I don't need to pee. I need to do number two. Let me go get the brown pass. What's the pass for when you want to smoke weed in the bathroom? Is that the green one? That's what. I, that's all we need to know, really. All of this is just nonsense. Nonsense, I say. Radioactive wild pigs are wreaking havoc in Germany. Why? In the forests of South Germany, there are roving bands of wild boars wreaking havoc. These shaggy-haired swine have been known to bite and sometimes will charge at humans with their tusks. The tusks are very pointy and sharp. These pigs are highly protective of their young However, the creatures are also known to be incredibly radioactive. So much so 
that they've been deemed unsafe to eat, sadly. While deranged packs of radioactive pigs might seem more suited for a post-apocalyptic video game, they certainly exist, and researchers have been working to understand the mysterious origins of the irradiated nature for years. Luckily, some new research offers an answer as to why this swine are imbued with so much radiation. They're like roving nuclear bombs with fur. Radioactive pigs that are wild. And radioactive, radioactive pigs that are wild. And radioactive. Let's find out why. The study was published in the journal called American Chemical Society. Oh, I thought it was going to be called the American Journal of Radioactive Pigs. This journal found nuclear weapons testing across the globe released enough fallout into the atmosphere to irradiate the wild pigs. Oh, I would have guessed that. The findings further underscore the dangers of nuclear testing and weapons for countries around the world, even if they're not the ultimate target of the bombs. They can get radioactive by hanging out in those areas. I'd imagine all the wildlife that hangs out in the testing areas get radioactive. That's why you should test your weapons in the middle of nowhere where there's no life. The deserts is the closest thing we've come to, but maybe you could like probably test them on the moon, though, instead. There's no life on the moon as far as we know. Why don't you test your weapons on the moon, world leaders? I don't know anything about that. It's probably not feasible. Rent on the moon is quite expensive. Did you guys, by the way, did you like my impression of that guy on uh, Our Planet Above? I was trying to do that guy. It wasn't perfect, but it, it, you know, I had the gist of it. We have uh, author of the study, George Steinhauser. He's a radiochemist at the Vienna University of Technology. He says, the long-forgotten atmospheric nuclear weapons tests and their fallout still cast a shadow on this environment. Just because they took place 60 years ago doesn't mean they no longer impact the ecosystem. Scientists have known for years that a population of wild boars in southern Germany contain incredibly high levels of radioactive cesium. They long suspected that much of this is due to the 1986 Chernobyl nuclear disaster that released enormous amounts of cesium-137, which is a specific isotope produced by nuclear reactors, as you all know, into the air, where it spread all over Europe, eventually leached into the boar's food source. However, the boars differed from other creatures in the region in very notable ways. For one, the amount of cesium-137 greatly declined in other animals throughout southern Germany due to its half-life, yet... Yet, these wild boars remained fairly radioactive. That's why Steinhauser and his colleagues decided to investigate why are these pigs so radioactive. After testing the meat from the various wild boars, they discovered that the animals actually contained a very high level of cesium-135. Oh no, not the 135. I thought it was just the 137. Not the 135, which is a much longer-lasting radioactive isotope. I knew that. I know everything about isotopes. It's produced primarily by nuclear weapons exploding. Whenever there was a nuke test, the cesium would spread throughout the earth and eventually settle down to the ground. The isotopes eventually made their way to the wild boar's underground food source of deer truffles, which soaked up more and more cesium over time like a sponge. Now, this isn't to say that Chernobyl didn't add to this radiation of the pigs. The disaster certainly added to the wild boar population's current state of radiation. However, the latest study has found that humans have, once again, irreparably damaged their ecosystems in surprising ways due to nuclear weapons tests. Yay, the humans! Every story about nature makes me feel horrible about being a human being. I've already mentioned this on the show. And I've mentioned that show, Our Planet, which makes me feel like crapola. Can't watch it. They'll be like, oh, the polar bear, look at it. 
Look at the polar bear. It's dirty. It looks like it just changed the oil <laughs> of a Kia. <laughs> and then you see the, the polar bear swimming for days. This polar bear has been swimming for 60 days because there's no more ice. There's no more ice in the poles for the bears to take a breather and rest upon. Because, no, the humans have used all the ice to make boba beverages in Hollywood, California. Oh, those humans, what pieces of crap they are. Anyways, I should mention something about the wild pigs that are radioactive. Don't eat them. I think that's a helpful thing to say. Don't eat these shaggy-haired swine. I don't think they taste good anyways. I've never eaten wild boar. Have you guys had wild boar jerky? Sounds like that would be a thing to do. Wild boar jerky. Jerky my wild boar. You don't want that radioactive jerky. <laughs> I don't recommend eating boar. I think it's, it's going to be gamey. Anyone eat it? Call the show. Answer my strange questions. What's wrong with you? Six four six four five zero twenty twelve. Stay away from the boar. A professor asked his college students to paint their faces to fulfill his clown fetish. <laughs> Great title. Can't believe it's true. But yes, a Louisiana professor has been accused of using his students to fulfill a self-described clown fetish by painting their faces or asking them to paint their own. Oh, he sometimes painted their faces. How strange. And ask them to paint their own. Bro, you could have just got a job at the county fair painting kids' faces if that's your thing. <laughs> or just go to an insane clown posse concert, man, if this is your fetish. This weirdo would be in the back of the ICP concert just touching himself. Oh, clown faces. Oh, clown faces. What a freak, man. These fetishes are so bizarre. I do not understand them. I've covered so many on the podcast, and they just get more and more bizarre. A clown fetish? Really? So dumb. You're not allowed to shame someone for their fetish. Yeah, it's my podcast. I'll shame people for their stupid fetish. This is stupid clown fetish. You're dumb. Unbelievable levels of dumbishness with your clown fetish. And then even dumber to have your students do it. Would you think you weren't going to get caught? You didn't think any student was going to tell somebody? So we had a strange homework assignment uh, in our class. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have had Professor Takash, but... Uh, Professor Takash had uh, me on Zoom video paint my face like a clown while he watched. It was very odd. Did you not think someone was going to tell on you, stupid? This is dummy Joseph Takash is his name. He would regularly post about his fetish on social media platforms such as Facebook, Reddit, and YouTube while working as an assistant geography professor, professor at Nickel State University in Louisiana. Well, people aren't too bright in Louisiana. They just post about their proclivities right on Facebook and then don't think they're going to get caught. Um, in March, Mr. Takash resigned from his position just before student journalists exposed his behavior in their student-run newspaper, The Nicholsworth. Uh, the editor of the newspaper reported that six students had come forward to claim Mr. Takash would offer them bonus points in class if they allowed him to paint their faces. <laughs> oh, the old bonus point offer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're familiar with that one. Little extra credit, Sally, if you step into my office for a little extra credit. Oh, yeah. I got a little, uh, I got some... Some equipment that I got at the old uh, the old Halloween store. Yep, yep, yep. Would you mind putting on this foam nose for me? <laughs> oh, and I got these oversized shoes. If you could put those on. And uh, now, are you able to blow balloon animals? Oh, that really gets me. I'll give you an A if you can blow some balloon animals. 
Um, there was also a post on, on a Reddit forum surfacing where Mr. Mr. Takash, under the username Geography, shared photos of several women wearing white face paint. Oh, good. Then went on and shared the photos of the students on a social media platform. Didn't think you'd get caught, you dummy. Extra levels of just buffoonery. In addition to the picture on Reddit, he wrote in a post, I have a face paint fetish and I convinced the cute girls in my classes to let me paint their faces. And you didn't think this was going to come around to bite you in the face. You didn't think that, Mr. Takash? Gee willikers, buddy. Real. I mean, I don't know how these, this is what, these are the kind of people they let be professors and assistant professors, people like this. I don't even know how. You would think you'd have intelligent people working at a college, not even a college. I mean, this is, you would think that this would be middle school or high school behavior like the Purple Pass that we covered in a previous story. Nope, nope. College in America, too. Run by dummies. Now in the story, we have Bradley, who was a student who took Mr. Takash's East Asia class online, saying the professor made an assignment where all students had to paint their faces and take photos of themselves. They had to write down the process, take multiple photos. He says the rele relevancy he gave it was that it was a Japanese style of makeup. It was for the students to get a better understanding of the Japanese culture. Okay. Oh, look at what the lengths this weirdo went. To trick people into painting their face for him online. He went and got a job teaching an East Asia class at a college. Apparently, uh, this was the one college in America that doesn't teach clowning. Because a lot of them teach such totally useless and childish, childish curriculum as clowning. <laughs> There's one college that teaches a Taylor Swift course. <laughs> I mean, college in America is the biggest joke ever. It's, a, it's just a whole scam, in case you're not aware. No, no doubt this went on for a while before a student even reported it, because, I mean, it's totally not out of the ordinary to be given childish assignments in colleges and universities in America, like playing badminton. <laughs> like the stuff that you do in colleges is so stupid. So people were probably like, no, this is perfectly normal, just painting faces up. Let me just paint my face for this guy. And then it comes out that he has a, a clown fetish. And not only that, it looks like here he has a record previously. From, they even hired a guy with a record. Hold on. Oh, yeah, it says this guy has a police report on file. Apparently before arriving at this particular university, he pleaded no contest to a theft charge at Kent State University in 2017 for breaking into a colleague's office and taking a USB drive. Which I assume he thought had clown face paint videos on it. I don't know. <laughs> this is probably this motivates him all the time. This is his motivation. Oh, and there's another incident of face paint fetishism from the previous school as well. <laughs> Same school as the theft. A Kent State student who was 18 at the time reported seeing a post by Mr. Takash on the Facebook group meant for his new students to meet each other. In it, he allegedly made a cash offer to anyone who would agree to let him paint their faces. <laughs> no, Oh, totally normal to offer new students cash to paint their faces. <laughs> what made you think this wasn't weird? One student said she agreed as she was in need of some more money and had an interest in movie makeup. Mr. Takash then allegedly offered to pick her up and take her to the geography department to paint her face. She told the police she had stopped responding to his messages after becoming uncomfortable with the situation, which then caused Mr. Mr. Takash to become annoyed and refuse to leave her alone. Oh, boy. The student then had to file a police report about the professor. Wow, this student filed basically a harassment police report at the previous school, and then you hired him at the new school. <laughs> new school. 
Good job, everybody. Then we wonder why it ends up like this. This, this, this is uh, one big circus, man. One big circus. No pun intended. Yes, pun intended. Pun intended there. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Weird AF News. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your loyal listenership. If you're new to the podcast, please consider subscribing to it. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can just click the like button, and that'll uh, keep you, I think, subscribed to that. And I think there's ways to get notifications about new episodes. I'm not really sure how to do all that, but there's a way. But never fear. I'm, I'm here five days a week for you. So you can count on me. And on Fridays, we only do weird news from Florida, as most of you know, but maybe some of you don't. So I just want to let everybody know what they're getting into before they subscribe. Five-day-a-week news that's weird. And on Friday, only news from Florida. Being that it's uh, not too far away either, if you come across some weird Florida news, please send it my way. I'm already getting some, some weird stories from Florida this week. And I appreciate that. So you can always email me, funnyjones at gmail.com. If you'd like to call the show, I encourage that as well. 646-450-2012 is what you do. And then you can follow me on Instagram at funnyjones if you want to keep up with me. Doing a show tonight down near the airport in LA because my career is really cracking, as they say. You know, when you're doing shows near the airport, you're really crushing it. Anyways, uh, if you'd like to support the show, go to weirdafnews.com. There's various ways where you can buy Jonesy a coffee or join the Patreon or all that kind of crap if you want to support the show because you're a rich person. I don't think I have any rich listeners, but maybe I do. Maybe they want to be patrons of the art. You know, those, um, what do they call them? Philanthropists. Maybe you want to be a philanthropist, a patron of the arts. So go to weirdafnews.com and I'll see you tomorrow. Good luck with your life, man.